This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and let's focus on some Illinois basketball today. So I brought in Derek Piper. We got to talk about a decommitment. We got to talk about an official hire. When is the next hire going to happen? Uh, what's next and, and who they can attract? What will Chester Frazier do uh, on the recruiting trail here? We got the home and away schedule with the Big Ten, the one play, single play, double plays, all of that to get into. Uh, but today is a big day. Derek, because uh, you and I vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Uh, We don't have to wear the mask indoors at places. I don't know how this will all be worked in, how companies will all do this. But I think this is a great sign, Derek, that we're going to have Illinois fans at State Farm Center and likely a packed State Farm Center. As long as we continue to get rid of this virus, um, it's going to be a heck of a lot better than than last year. We're watching one of the best teams we've seen in Illinois history, at least the regular season uh, and in the Big Ten tournament. We're going to have those fans back in the State Farm Center, and, that, and that's just going to be so great to have that. And, and Iowa is coming to town, so it's, it all lines up pretty nicely today. <laughs> that's incredibly exciting. We saw the reaction, you and I both, over at the Big Ten Tournament and just the excitement on the faces of those fans getting to see that team. And uh, we're still waiting to see if a guy like Kofi's going to come back for one more year, but for them to see Andre Curbelo up close and, and just – to remember what that's going to feel like when that State Farm Center is packed or even just whatever capacity it is just to see some other people in there other than us media sitting in one section and it's dead quiet at times. It's just kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, really, really excited. Uh, clearly, you know, football wraps into that as well with, with fans coming back this year. I know that Lante in particular wants to get in his tailgate spot and do all that. Uh, and then in June, I'm excited to get out in the AAU scene and, and – well, I guess high school in June and AAU in July. But, uh, yeah, back to the original point, State Farm Center, Illinois basketball, just getting back to normal. It's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and that, that's why we, we try to follow this plan, right? And to see the plan start to come together and see some rewards of that is is certainly awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, so many people have made sacrifices. And, you know, it's, it's just finally to see some light at the end of this tunnel is fantastic. Okay, Derek, some bad news on the Illinois basketball front. And this is what happens when you have some turnover. Um, And I don't know if I want to put it all on that because the kid also had a really big spring that maybe opened up some options. We'll have to see on that. Uh, But uh, with the two assistants leaving and then you have AJ store uh, decommit from Illinois, just a a month or two after he originally committed class of 2022 uh, wing and uh, really big wing. We've talked about this Chicago native or Illinois native moves to Arizona, really blows up um, this spring. And Illinois made a quick move on him. It seemed like it worked out pretty well. Uh, so what do you know? What, like, what went into this and how much did the assistance weigh and, and how big of a loss is this for, for Brad Underwood? Yeah, this is something that we would have expected going into losing two big primary assistants who – as we talked a lot about, had 
a lot of involvement in recruiting and and really led the charge in, in developing these relationships. So Chen Coleman was the guy for AJ Store in terms of getting in there early. They offered back in November, and they really made a point of emphasis to press this spring to try to lock him up because they thought him going on the AAU scene. And he played well at Geico Nationals, but I'm sure opened some people's eyes. And that even added to the urgency, like, we got to get this guy on board because who knows what his offer list looks like when it comes time for the fall. So when Chin leaves to go to Kentucky, I talked to his mom a little bit, and she just emphasized, like, that's the guy that we not – not to take anything away from Brad Underwood because I know that that was actually who AJ called to, to commit to. Uh, so they had a relationship, of course, but uh, just kind of further em- emphasized how – well chin did which is the contact the trust that they built and that's what made him feel comfortable in committing so for chin not to be there and for aj to have another summer uh, of the au scene and and trying to fuel out this recruitment it's you can't blame the kid too much for wanting to see this through and just open up his options and uh, chester frazier was someone that recruited him for a little bit virginia tech was one of his three high major offers illinois and ole miss the other two so I know the Chester is trying to get in there and, and try to solidify that. Uh, so yeah, Store is someone that has really progressed here recently. Uh, six foot five, big body guard has played really well this spring, and uh, he's going to have options. And maybe even in twenty twenty one, because it's someone that he just graduated from Arizona Compass Prep, and he was a reclass. So if someone wanted to pursue him to bring them on, you know his to bring him on their roster this season, that, that could be even in play as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's kind of surprising that it's taken this long for something like this to happen. Yeah. So Derek, let me follow up then uh, 2021. That would not be an option for Illinois. Correct. And well, as of right now, I would imagine. And, and would you think a school like, do you think Chin and Kentucky get involved with, with someone like AJ store? For 2021 with Illinois, it was kind of said that if Brandon Podjemski didn't, stick or if he didn't go to Illinois uh, because that was still when the staff was in place and, and they're waiting for his decision. If he didn't ultimately pick Illinois, then they, they thought that maybe AJ store could slot in as a 2021 guy. So I uh, don't see that right now. Cause we, we just saw actually a bit of good news because we're, we're trying to dig for that as much as we can around here for the fans. Uh, Podjimski tweeted out that he was dunking over somebody in a gym and saying, Hey, coach Fraser, you're going to like this at state farm center. So that seems like a good sign. Do you think like he asked a buddy like, Hey, I wanted this video, but I'm going to be dunking on somebody. Like, so wh- whoever the buddy was that just kind of took that, like that, that's, that's a true friend by the way. Cause that was set up to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be a willing casualty, I guess at that point, I mean, you're going to be all over Twitter, but probably in the wrong way. Uh, I don't know. That's an unselfish friend, like you said. So uh, RJ Melendez still intact as far as we know, and then Luke Goody as well. So uh, you asked the question about Kentucky. I mean, I don't know. I, that's not usually the, the range that they target. Of course, Chin would know his game as well as anybody and, and whether to put the word into Cal. But I, I would assume maybe it's someone – on their radar somewhere to watch this summer. And if he just goes full on crazy and ends up in the top 50, they would be in play. But otherwise I wouldn't expect that. Derek, I think we talked before the Chester Frazier hire about the possibility of him 
uh, I want to focus here. Uh, what do you think of, of his recruiting ability? Because I, I don't know any Illinois fan that, that knows Chester, that heard from him in his press conference the other day. Like, you know, he knows basketball. And, and I think he knows how to get the most out of people. He, he did that as a player and, and a team that wasn't all that talented that finished second in the Big Ten. He was a team captain uh, of that team. Uh, but recruiting-wise, what do you think? Because he's got connections he got some flack for saying what he said and he did say it that Illinois is a little sexier than Virginia tech and uh, Kansas state, which is true. Like it's, it's just a been a better program. They get higher ranked recruits, but he had Virginia tech in the top 25 last year, Kansas state. They won a lot. And Chester was a big part of that. I don't think it was any you know, tried slight at those schools, but Illinois just is usually in on bigger recruits. I think that's what he meant given their history. So after I cleared that up, he started to offer some kids. Um, they just offered a kid, Cam Whitemore, uh, out of Baltimore, a 2022 wing, right? A, a guy that you know could take a store spot potentially. But what do you think of his recruiting connections? What do you think he can do at his alma mater? That's a really intriguing question. Uh, as a plug, we wrote about that today on the side. If you want to check that out, what he, him and Brown Underwood had to say about what he'll bring recruiting-wise. I know that – and he mentioned it with Kansas State – he recruited three of the five starters on that Elite Eight team. Now, those were more really good evaluations, maybe more than just beating out some other kind of heavy hitters as far as recruiting goes. Now, Barry Brown had a couple of high major offers. It gets him out of St. Petersburg in Florida, and he was an all-Big 12 defensive player of the year in the conference type of player and was really impactful for them. But uh, as far as the recruiting areas, the East Coast for sure, uh, Maryland, Washington, D.C., uh, he has recruited Florida, like I said. Texas is another area that he's experienced in, and I think he's recruited a guy or two out of there uh, from his time at Kansas State. And I would still expect him to be someone that can get tapped into Chicago or tapped into in-state recruiting if, if there's a guy down in St. Louis. Uh, we'll have to see what the rest of the staff looks like around him. But I know that he's confident and just the way that, he, number one, he's passionate about Illinois and can sell the fact that he's played there. He knows what it's like to be in those shoes, especially to guards, where I think that he's done a really good job developing and will re relate really well. Uh, and then also just, uh, I mean, he's a worker, and that's what you hear about him. You hear that he's a grinder, everyday everyday guy, right. as, as Brad, Brad Underwood would say. So uh, we'll have to see it. We'll have to see it through. I, I don't want to make any kind of bold statement like he's going to be an ace or he's not going to recruit at all. I mean, there's – there's hot takes out there as far as the initial judgment, but I think it's a good hire. I think that he will relate well, but we'll have to see it through as far as, uh, you know, what the results look like. I think it depends on your expectations. If you're expecting him to land Iowa or Kofi right away, I think that that's a little unfair, but uh, I think Illinois is a program that's going to be in that 30 to 150 range. I think that you're going to make, those are who they're going to recruit. I mean, and that's not just with Brad Underwood. That's just historically Illinois rarely gets, the five-star level talents and the key is getting the right ones getting a few of those top 50 guys like they did with you know Andre Curbelo now on the roster leading that way you got to get those kind of difference makers uh, but I do think um, he's going to be pretty good in, in getting into uh, those those recruiting battles and that's about picking the right ones making the right evaluations and and making sure you have those relationships uh, but uh, you got to add another guy right you got to add another recruiter to this staff Derek and uh, no, no other spot filled yet. 
So it, it's dragging a little bit, at least from the outside perspective. Brad Underwood is keeping things pretty close to the vest, and he, he told us that. Uh, you and I, like most people at this point, have heard the name Alan Huss from Creighton, who is a really strong recruiter, big man coach, checks the box, checks the box, right? Illinois can offer him a lot of money, but um, and they are. We, we've heard that. They are offering a lot of money, and it, it's starting to rub some people at other jobs uh, the wrong way. Maybe some people getting raises, Derek, uh, based off what uh, Underwood and Josh Whitman are throwing out here. But what do you think of, of where they sit right now uh, in the market for, for one coach? And obviously we're waiting to see if Stephen Gentry gets that Gonzaga spot or not. Yeah, it is in a bit of a holding pattern. Uh, I, I have heard some strong buzz, at least I did over the weekend, about Alan Huss. And uh, as you said, Illinois made a really strong push for him, offered him a big contract offer. And, and like you said, I mean, he seems very deserving of it based on his credentials, based on uh, the fact that he is a fit as a big man coach. Uh, he recruited really well for Creighton here recently and even in their this past class, which was ranked pretty well, got a couple of top 100 guys. I think he's had four in the past two years where he's been the lead recruiter for. Yeah, and, and currently in the 24-7 sports recruiter rankings, which I mean, they can be flawed, just like any ranking. Uh, he had a lot of quantity, but that's never a bad thing uh, when you're an assistant coach. But Mason Miller, Mike Miller's son, for, for you NBA fans, former Miami Heat player, Grizzlies player, um, his son, he's got him committed. He originally got Ty Ty Washington. Right, who's now right. Yeah. now chin in Orlando down in Kentucky. So he's a proven worker and recruiter, and, and obviously he's done pretty well developing some talent, including Christian Bishop at, at Creighton. So um, he's, a, he's, a, he's an alum there. His family's been there for a while, so that'll be interesting if Illinois can pull him away. But if they did, Derek, uh, I know most people, including myself, probably didn't hear him before this, but if they can pull that off, that'd be a pretty, um, I, I think, recognizable hire. Yeah, it certainly would be. And he has connections internationally as well that he's been able to tap into and has experience coaching at that high school prep school level. He was at La Lumiere for four or five years. Uh, so that definitely would be a name that has Midwest ties and, and would check a lot of boxes, like you said. So a Decatur native, we'll see if there's the kind of the home area poll versus, yeah, like you said, the alma mater where he played there for four years and uh, it is, as we saw with Kamani Young, it can be hard to to uproot a family when it ultimately gets down to it. So uh, that'll be interesting as we hear in the in the coming days, and hopefully it is ironed out here. Now, just as an aside, the angst is going to build the longer it goes on. I don't think yeah. you're maybe losing too much by not having the answers right now. Uh, as Brad said, he wants to have it by June, number one, because you can host recruits for unofficial visits later on in June. You're going to be able to get out and – uh, be on live periods. I think that's going to be two weekends later in June. Um, but yeah, it, it would be nice for us in the, in the news business <laughs> to also just be able to put this to bed and move on with our lives. I got a vacation next week, Derek. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have this hanging over my head uh, when I no. had, had to Florida for a week. Um, As Underwood can tell you, only bad things happen when you go on vacation. <laughs> that's right. So that'll that'll probably happen. Um, and, and we know Stephen Gentry's a candidate for Gonzaga, and, and that, that could be even likely at this point. Um, but that's, that's, that's where the, this kind of dragging out for another spot, Derek, just the thought of instability and Chester Frazier, bringing him on, you know, helping you seemingly keep Brandon Podzimski on board, maybe keep up some of those players currently on the roster 
on board, right? Um, but that's why it's important just to get this staff together so people know in your program or than outside, like us or, or fans, it's more of those people inside the program or recruits like AJ Store, like they know who's here and then they can decide, all right, is this still the place I want to be uh, or do I need to start looking elsewhere? Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, when a recruit might see that instability, just more time to ask questions and more time to kind of seek out what else could potentially be out there. So like an Omar Payne who doesn't know who his big man coach is going to be. Right. And I mean, that we haven't seen that yet as far as him exploring elsewhere. I guess technically he's probably still in a transfer portal. So maybe he doesn't have to re-enter. Well, he signed a, uh, he signed a financial aid tender, but I'm sure he could get out of that, right? Like yeah. he's not like Illinois would let him out of it after a coaching change. But yeah, that that's uh it's just that that thought of instability. It's just not good to have that drag out. So while Brad said he's not in a timeline rush now before June, um the the more days it drags on the worse, right? Like it's it just yeah. it's not a good thing that it that it drags on, but it's also not the end of the world if we don't know uh at this point. But ho- hopefully Brad does here very, very shortly. Um, so Derek, we also got, uh, the 2021, 2022 home and away schedules for the big 10, the single plays, the double plays. Uh, I don't, I'm not too big into this and I think most of it pretty much evens out, but I do think the bottom of the big 10 won't be as good this season. And the one plays Illinois got is a lot of the bottom of the big 10. Um, so that would be my only concern is Indiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Like I think Penn State, Minnesota, and Nebraska are going to be bad. Like like bad. Like under six, seven wins in the Big Ten. I think Indiana's going to be good. I think Ohio State's going to be good. Uh, and then Wisconsin, they could be bottom six. I, I don't know what to expect out of them. But two plays, you do get Michigan twice. And if there's one team I wish I could avoid twice, it'd be it'd be them because I think they're going to be so talented. Um, Maybe it takes some time to get together. Purdue you get twice. I think that's going to be a Big Ten title contender. Michigan State, I would imagine, bounces back a little bit, I I would think. Rutgers and Iowa, two plays. Um, They replace a lot. And Northwestern you get twice, and they shouldn't be very good, but they should be more competitive. Any big takeaways from that, Derek? Like I'm not schedule guy, um, and I think it all mostly evens out. But the single plays, I would have liked Minnesota or Nebraska twice on my schedule. Yeah, uh, no, nothing too huge there. Now, I would have, if I'm going to complain, I could say we should have had the double play with Iowa last year. Um, It ultimately had the meetup in the Big Ten tournament, which was fun. Uh, So, but Bohannon's back, Trent Frazier's back, DeMonte's back. DeMonte's still in the mix. You got to, rivalry has uh, as much of it as possible. So, um, Penn State, I agree with you, despite our friend Brian Snow being there. Uh, it's too bad we only get to see Brian Snow once. Is that home or away? Let me check here. I forgot. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, that's at home. Snow is coming to see us. Oh, man, the orange crush. There's got to be some subscribers because we know that he wasn't too popular on the old message board. We got to get we got to get a bar meetup before that game, don't we? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Not that I'm we've done to... that before with Snow. <laughs> I, no, I don't think – have we done that? I think we have. Yeah, we met him in Peaks and – Oh, yeah, we did Brad John's at the Beef House one time. That was a good time. And in India, so I think – That was I'm, a little little wild at a 24-7 national meetup one time, too. That's right. So, Definitely. Not to out him here on this podcast. We need another one of those. That was a good time. We had a really <laughs> good time with that one. All right, Derek, uh, before we get out of here, um, the roster, right? Like, you're still looking at this roster – 
for for 2021 2022 next season and it, it still like looks like it has some possibilities here right like if Omar Payne Alfonso Plummer and these you know freshman guards like we'll see like how big of an impact they make but with Trent DeMonte you know you're talking about Andre Curbelo is going to be one of the best players in the Big Ten uh, in my opinion your backcourt is pretty dang good uh, your front court with Payne there looks a lot better if Kofi Coburn comes back I mean Illinois is a national contender there. But even if he doesn't, if you add that one more piece at the four, you're putting together a roster that I'm not going to say is a Big Ten title contender, but after all of this, I feel like you still have a path to being a pretty good Big Ten team. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you there. I think that as you even slot in the starters right now and not with the question mark of Kofi, if Kofi doesn't come back, you still have a chance that if Payne is what you're hoping he is, which is just – a very good athlete, a uh, rim runner, ability to rebound and, and play defense inside. You can get away with that with a Curbelo and Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams, Grandison. Those those guys are known commodities. And you, you slot in Austin Hutcherson, who ultimate X factor, ultimate X factor, ultimate X factor, <laughs> ultimate on the here's a message board reference for you, the nine plus on the <laughs> on the page. As far as replies, that, that's really going to get things going. Because you, you either think Austin Hutcherson's an NBA player or he's not going to make an impact, which is yeah. seems to be his range of his spectrum of possibilities. I'm honest; like he right. is so athletic, he can shoot, he's so long that you sit there and go, "That's not ridiculous, right?" Like, uh, but then you're also like, "How can you even count on that guy playing when I, when I haven't seen him play at the Big Ten level?" And he's he's got a back issue, right? And it, it is tough to know. But again, with Payne and then Plummer, two guys that have played the high major level, those guys coming in, I think that makes you feel pretty good as far as what they've shown. Uh, there's not a huge question mark about it as far as a step up in competition. Uh, and then you have a couple of guys in the recruiting class that are top 100, top 150 range. Usually those guys are at least able to come in and give you something. And if, it, if one of them can really emerge and just be a nice role player, uh, that would be something that further adds to it. Coleman Hawkins, like, we've talked about can take a big step forward and there's still opportunities to add to the roster. Uh, I mean, we can daydream about a Quincy Guerrier who can play the four. Thank you for reminding me. I have to ask you that who is Quincy Guerrier and how is Illinois in the mix here? And, and how good do you feel like they're sitting right now? Yeah, it was the 2019 class where he's, I think he's ranked around the 60 to 75 range out of Canada. He cut his list to three. Ultimately took three official visits to Syracuse, Oregon, Illinois. Jamal Walker was the lead recruiter on that one back way back in the day. And Oregon, ultimately, the word around them was it was too far. It was too far away. Uh, I think he's in Montreal, I think, is where he's originally yeah. from. So uh, not too far away. It was like a four-hour drive from Syracuse, ultimately. Uh, and that's where he ends up. But Brad Underwood has a previous relationship. Again, he's familiar with the campus of Illinois. Familiar. He's talked a lot about he did back – when he was being recruited by the playing style being something that really fits him. He likes the up and down the space. Uh, and he's essentially been, he was primarily a wing, like just a big wing who could really score, really shot the three well as a prospect. And at Syracuse, he's been more of an interior player, more of a four man. He led them in rebounding last year, six foot seven guy that averaged over eight rebounds a game. So he's, he's physical, pretty good athlete. Uh, and yeah, can, can fit that four spot. And even Bayheim, I was reading some of his quotes late, from last year where it's like he's he's a lot better shooter than he's shown so far so he's someone that can definitely 
stretch the floor and shoot the three. So if Illinois was able to add him, we've talked how many podcasts about the four <laughs> spot and trying to address that. And we're not disrespecting Coleman Hawkins because I think he's going to be right. a pretty good four man, but uh, that would be a nice answer for something you could use. Gary Air, like he's he's just exactly what you want. He's like you know maybe not the perfect like EJ Liddell, but I mean he's got some of those things uh, that you're looking for at the four and and that you don't have currently on the roster. And and if you add him, maybe there's not Kofi, maybe there's not Io, but you do have a star guard in Andre Corbello with a lot of options. Just, I mean, a lot of, if a guy has a bad day, like you could have so many guys averaging 15 plus minutes uh, on that team, whether it's, you know, Plummer at guard, Williams at guard, Frazier at guard, um, Hutcherson, Grandison rotating on the wing. And then you add in the front court, Hawkins, Payne, someone like Gary Air. Like that's why if you can add that kind of, of player, uh, it's just, it's, it's a really complete roster, even if you don't have, a star, all Big Ten guy, I'm thinking, outside of Curbelo. Yeah, it's a deep team. It's a lot of options, a lot of guys that uh, you could just piece together and maybe not be, like you said, what you were last year. But uh, you think of some teams like, you know, Purdue has been in the past of just maybe not having that one star guy, but being someone that can play eight, nine deep. That Ohio State uh, last year. Ohio State, great point. Yeah, that as well. So, as far as the four spot, I know that Trey Mitchell's a guy that we've talked a lot about. Uh, Gary A is, is added in there. Um, and maybe another one after the NBA draft or, or that process could be some someone also mentioned that, that someone's going to take that quote and say, Piper's hinting at EJ Liddell, uh, which I'm, I'm not necessarily there. So, uh, But there's going to be some more options to bolster that position. And like you said, as we've emphasized, it can be a pretty good roster next year, uh, especially I mean, if Kofi comes back and one of these other additions comes through, you don't lose anything else, you could be really dang good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Derek Piper. Thank you, buddy. There's a lot to catch up on. And uh, I will take a vacation break, but I imagine I will come back to a lot different Illinois basketball kind of landscape here, or it'll be the same. And we'll just (laughs) be on page 352 of our hot board. Yeah, we probably will. Uh, But you enjoy yourself. Much deserved. And yeah, let's either bring some news back with you or, or something. I, I don't know. We need some help. Anybody you need to check? Uh, you need me to check out in Florida now? Like, is uh, mm. anybody down there that I need to check out? We're, we're having Chester on the radio today. I'll ask. Nah, he can't say. He can't say that. But All right. uh, we'll figure that out. All right. Thanks, Derek. All right. See you, man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. 
That'll do it for the Illini Enquirer podcast today. And yes, just a heads up, probably not many podcasts coming out in the next week or so uh, as my wife and I are going on a vacation. First time uh, since my daughter was born and she's two and a half now uh, that we're getting away by ourselves. So we're going to enjoy that time together. I reset a little bit, but Derek Piper, Joey Wagner, and we have an intern coming on board that we'll let you know about, Uh, but they will hold the fort, all the news that breaks, anything going on, and do have some big stories coming out, some good feature stories coming up with a lot of these uh, Illinois teams in their postseason. Uh, But also during this offseason, we get to dig into some bigger feature stories that we're excited to get you as well. Thanks for listening to the Online Choir podcast. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate that. Rate us, review us. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. Enjoy yourselves. And we'll talk to you next time on the Online Choir podcast.